This Three Beards Media podcast is sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. Just eight short years later, in 2020, Revelton Distilling Company was opened, offering an entire family of products, including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the tasting room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, where you can sample one of their many spirits, including four gold medal winners. Can't make it to Osceola today? Not a problem, as you can pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery stores. Follow Revelton Distilling on Twitter or Instagram at ReveltonDC or their website, www.reveltondistilling.com. This Three Beards Media podcast may contain mature themes, and if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it! Would you like to sample some of my nuts? Hello and welcome to Old Man Strength, a podcast of Three Beards Media brought to you by Revelton Distilling Company. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shibley. Chris, how are we doing this evening? Not too bad. Made it by the skin of my teeth, man. It was a busy afternoon. Uh, I I, I hear you. Um, it was a very, very full day at the brewery. So um, very grateful to be uh, joining you. It's been I actually had yesterday off election day, which was nice. Um, nice. But I was at the brewery until after eight on Monday and it was a very long day today. So um, I was I, the brewery closed because I would assume that on election day, that would be the day people would want to drink the most. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it it was closed uh all day there was um a a private election results party uh, at the brewery so okay. uh yeah we that was all right for us um but otherwise uh we wanted to make sure that all the staff could get out and and make sure they could vote so uh we treat it like a holiday at work which is great that's cool very cool yeah um so yeah, we'll go ahead and jump into this. I uh, I'm gonna be getting up super early to get on a flight to Vegas, so uh, we will get uh, running on this thing. Uh, Chris, why don't you? I feel go like ahead. a three hour episode is coming on, man. We'll get you off. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Uh, and that is and that is quite all right. I I'm I'm excited to to talk to to our guest this evening. So Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Me too. Uh, well, I've kind of followed him, uh, uh, his business uh, through social media and stuff. And I, I was good friends with his wife. We worked out together. Well, she worked out. I almost had a heart attack every morning. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, Rob Prohaska, who uh, it runs Brown Dogs Farms, uh, he's local here in Norwalk uh, in, in my little hometown here. So uh, he is a uh, little company there makes 
amazing hot sauces and 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 uh, dipping mm-hmm. sauces and uh i think he's got a pretty cool story and uh he seems like uh right up our alley as far as going off the rails and whatever so we thought we'd bring rob <laughs> on and talk sports and talk life and talk farming and and his business and rob thanks for coming on old man strength i still have not come up with a cool little uh coolism to is that the word tim i don't know if that's even the word uh I don't even know what you're trying to say. So I'm so. trying to, you know, it's like, like, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I don't know. <laughs> good. I'm glad that I, makes spent, feel I good. spent a couple of days in Wisconsin. I've lost some brain cells. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Rob, that was a terrible intro. I apologize. We're much more professional than that. Rob, thanks for coming on old man strength. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, I had no idea what you were trying to say either. So uh, I didn't, I didn't realize that this was such a, a an educational, um, oh god! Project no. here. Oh god! No, no. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I make about five or six of those in episodes, so it's all right. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll Perfect. Get ready. Yeah. So, Rob, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, I we usually I give this great description, but I don't know that it could do it justice because you, you you have um quite the little enterprise going on down there in Norwalk that's that started. Uh, which is the initial reason why I brought you on. But then as we've talked, uh, I've gotten to know a little bit more about your big sports fan. Uh, so I, I'm sure we'll hit that. I, I hear that you're a Hawkeye fan, which we won't hold that against you. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do tend to, yeah. to bring in the enemy every once in a while, especially this year now that we won. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and, and who you are and, and give the listeners a little insight. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm, you know, a, a, Born and raised Iowan, uh, started on the south side of Des Moines. Now we've moved a little further south into Norwalk. Uh, my wife and I started this business uh, four years. I think this is our fourth year. Um, we are uh, we have sweet and spicy hot sauces. Um, we blend our, our our peppers with fruit so that they actually taste really good, and then they're also hot. Um, kind of does this thing to your brain where you're like, "Hey, that's actually really good," and then like, "Oh shit, that's pretty hot." <laughs> um, and then you just keep coming back, right? Like, oh, we can we can cuss, right? Am I, am I okay? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, okay yeah, good. Yeah, all right, all right, good. Um, because if not, uh, it'd be a lot of editing work, and I don't think anybody. Has time <laughs> yeah, which that. is why we cuss on here because I I good. have a lot of time to edit those out. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's our fourth year. Like I said, uh, we added ranch and spicy ranch to the mix. You know, some of our other flavors are like ghost pineapple, uh, which is ghost. By the way, all of our our naming conventions super. Uh, super difficult, uh, you know, meetings, trying to come up with them. Uh, brown dogs farm. It's brown dogs farm because we have brown dogs. Um, so that's super (laughs) complex. And then, you know, ghost pineapple means that there's ghost pepper and pineapple in it. Habanero peach, be habaneros and peach, um, and, and so on down the line, right? Like all of our stuff is super aptly named, um, nothing, no hidden meanings in any of it. So, um, we keep it really simple that way, but, but the, the sauces themselves are really complex. I think it's a lot different than, than what most people, uh, think of, you know, when they first taste it, we get a lot of that, like, Oh, you know, like, the, like they're surprised that I made something good. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how to take. well, I do remember, uh, so Amanda and I worked out, uh, at Farrell's five fifteen mm-hmm. every morning and we were back in the back, back corner. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first heard about it. Um, she was telling me that you guys were going to have a little launch party at the chicken, which is the local restaurant here outside of Norwalk. And she was handing out bottles to people that, uh, at the gym every morning. And I was 
like, you know, what is this? And so she kind of explained to me. And I, I remember telling my wife, I mean, I'll look for any reason to go to the chicken. It's a great restaurant, but uh, that I wanted to go on this Saturday to, to go check you guys out. And uh, Caitlin, my daughter, absolutely fell in love with it. She like wanted nice. to buy every bottle. And and so we, we bought quite a bit and we, and we keep a pretty hefty stock here in the house. But I, I always, I always wonder like the idea when it first comes, A, you got to have a pretty supportive spouse, I would imagine, if you're going to come up with this idea. But what were you doing before that and what led you into wanting to do this? Yeah, so that's, you know, it's kind of a winding thing. Um, that's perfect uh, for us. That's perfect. Good, good. Um, you know, as far as the chicken, like Full Court Press, I don't know, you know, how familiar everybody is with that, but they own quite a few bars and restaurants here locally. Yep. Uh, High Life Lounge, Bait Shop. I actually bartended at those places way back, 10, 12 years ago, well, 12 to 15 years ago, I would say. And they also own like Fong's and the Royal Mile and, you know, Truman's and uh, a lot of places. So I'm going to leave some out. But uh, that's why we ended up at the chicken. Um, basically, I stopped drinking and quit bartending. Um, it's been 11 years. Uh, and, and not in that order. I, I quit bartending. I got fired from bartending. And <laughs> and then uh, and then ultimately, you know, like I got in some trouble. Like it was just it was not going well for me. And nobody usually quits drinking because it's going super well. Right. It's not like, man, yeah. I'm just having a blast and everything in my life is going splendid. I think I'll quit. <laughs> um, that's that's not how it goes. So anyway, um, you know, I met Amanda after that or else we probably would have never gotten married. Um, or, you know, she probably wouldn't even have talked to me, to be honest. She's, she seems to have her, her head on her shoulders, uh, pretty well. Um, so we got this acreage out here in Norwalk and, you know, when I was a kid, my grandpa would grow sweet corn and we would sell it out of the back of the old blue truck in the summers. Um, it's like a super fond memory. We, you know, I, I don't remember how much it was for a dozen back then, but I remember that's when I learned to put 13 years in a dozen, right? Give people a little extra. They really like that. <laughs> and I, I just remember how like happy everyone was to give me their money. Right. And I don't know, there's not a whole lot of businesses where people are just super stoked to hand you their money. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and selling sweet corn in Iowa is absolutely that like, people love it, especially if it's grown like real local in their backyard type thing. Um, so when we got this place out here, I wanted to just do kind of something similar, right? I wanted to grow a bunch of sweet corn. You know, we, we were canning tomatoes or making some salsa. Um, she was making zucchini bread, just real simple stuff. And we did a couple pop-up sales out of our driveway. Uh, we just called it Brown Dogs Farm. Like I said, we had the, we had the brown dogs. And, uh, and it caught the attention of the full court press guys. Mm -hmm. And so um, we were at the chicken. It had just launched. And we were there having having dinner, you know, Dennis, Dennis Epps, uh, one of the one of the cooks there, one of the, the kind of menu makers for Full Court Press. Um, he's an old friend of mine. We had a lot of good times together. And, you know, he said, I really like what you're doing with the Brown Dogs Farm stuff. But, you know, we can't really like sell sweet corn here and we can't put salsa out. But like, what if you made hot sauce? Like, have you ever thought about that? At the time, I'd never thought about it, but I did love hot sauce. Right. I put it on about everything. Um, and, and, you know, so it just kind of triggered something for me. I went home and, and that same kind of addictive personality trait that got me into so much trouble with booze, um, really helped me to, to kind of figure out how to make hot sauce. And then, you know, not only figure out how to make hot sauce, but 
I would go to the grocery stores. Amanda would be shopping and I would just be staring at hot sauce aisles. I'd take pictures. I was a total like hot sauce aisle creeper. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. And I'd come home and I'd zoom them up and I'm just looking at it. Like what's not there, you know, like what's missing. Right. Because I'd made a few recipes. They just taste like stuff you'd already had. I knew that wasn't really going to go anywhere. Um, so I stared and stared and stared and I, I thought it was fruit. You know, I thought they were missing like fruit and flavor. Like everybody's, Hot sauce is either like how authentic it, it can be with, you know, peppers and, and old school recipes or how hot can it be? Right. And so we just right. I wanted to do something completely different that would catch somebody's attention. And, and that, you know, what we found was fruit and flavor. Um, I took it back up to Dennis, you know, with this name, with these bottles, with these crazy flavor combinations. And he loved it. And uh, and from there, you know, I, I found a co-packer. Um, which is something that, you know, you wouldn't really realize that every product has to be produced somewhere. You can't just make it in your kitchen. Right. Mm -hmm. um, which, so which, to be honest with you at the beginning, that's what I thought you guys were doing. Yeah. And well, and, and, and I, I mean, think a lot of, a lot of small businesses would start that way, but because we kind of already had our foot in the door with 10 restaurants, we yeah. knew that we needed something a little bit bigger, right? We needed to have a, a plan further ahead. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So actually I found a co-packer. I searched all around and I found one in Indianola, which is, you know, 20 minutes from my house, which couldn't be a better deal for me. Um, Rick Valentine, Valentine Foods, great, great guy, great company to work with. Uh, we have a super good relationship. We've really grown with them over the past four years and he's grown at the same time. Uh, and it's just so nice to be able to just like literally go get my product 20 minutes from here go meet with him, talk to him, you know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. we kind of come from the same background, right? Uh, some culinary experience, some, some, you know, some life on the farm experience and, and, and so on. Um, and so that's just kind of how everything came together. We started in the restaurants. We were, you know, we were in a grocery store, two grocery stores, five grocery stores. Now we're in like a hundred stores, right? Um, and it just keeps expanding that way. Like we're doing bigger and better. Well, I don't know about better, but we're doing bigger things, uh, cooler things. Like we have a, a deal with the Iowa wild this year, um, that we're super excited about. Uh, what a great team to have a deal with this year with Luca and, and Jay Bo and, and, uh, guys from Duke and a bunch of just great players. Um, we're just about to launch a deal with the Iowa wild as well, which not super familiar with hockey, but, uh, it looks really fun. It's really bright at the games. Um, I, like, I like when they hit each other. Uh, but no, that's, I think that's going to be a lot of fun too. Like they have some really cool promotions and, and kind of seeing our stuff on that stage is, is, you know, it's, it's really neat to see. Right. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, you mentioned the, the, the wolves and the wild. So what, what does that, that kind of that partnership look like for a, a hot sauce? You, you think about, you know, stadium arena food you don't necessarily think of 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 hot sauce right, right off the bat right so like first of all like we just like to do cool shit right like there's i i'm like i'm kind of a sneakerhead. um i'm a basketball junkie um and so like a lot of our marketing has just been based off of like stuff that i like like mm -hmm. i ripped the vans logo i ripped the nike like got logo like I, I just do stuff that I think is cool. Now we're getting to a point where I have to try to think outside of my own personal preferences, right? Where I want to like market <laughs> to people who don't just think like me. Cause I, I don't know how many people do that. And I, I feel sorry for the ones who do. 
Um, but yeah, so the partnership, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm kind of a rambler, so feel free to just like tug me, tug me back in. Nope. <laughs> These are the best guests we yeah. get. Yeah. Ramble. Reel, reel me in, please. Um, but no, what it looks like, especially with the mm -hmm. Iowa Wolves, that one we already have kicking off. We did actually, I can show you, but we did these box sets. Um, oh, those are and they have they have three bottles in them. They're you know, we made 350 of them, they're commemorative. You know, the 2022 2023 Iowa Wolves Howlin' Hot Pack. Um, howl, yeah, which <laughs> how fun is that, right? Um, yeah, it's fun. And then you know, I went to a game last year and I sat courtside and uh. You know, you think it's a minor league basketball team, whatever. Um, man, I had so much fun. And and I realized that I've never been good at basketball, right? Even though I, I still play three times a week. I've, I've played at, you know, decent levels. But, boy, these guys are so talented. They're so big and strong and fast. And, see, and, and, and the atmosphere, you know, there is really cool because it's it's not, like, super crowded, um, it's, it's got a decent crowd, but it's not, it's not like overwhelming. Like, you, you know, you go to an NBA game and it's, it's very like, you feel like you're kind of tucked in. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's hard to get like a lot of great access. It's not like that with the Iowa Wolves, right. You can you really feel like it's an accessible environment. Um, you can kind of hear the players, you, can, you know, you can really see them well. And so I was really hooked on it and I just wanted to do something with those guys. Um, so we met a few times and we came up with these hot boxes. What we're going to do is actually a hot replay of the game or a hot play of the game. Hopefully it's like a big dunk, you know, or a rejection or Garza hits like a three or whatever. Um, and then we're going to give out a bunch of these boxes at the games. Right. So nice. you've been to a lot That's of sporting great. events. Usually you get like a little ball or a t-shirt or, right. or a coupon for a hot dog or some shit. Um, we're going to give you some pretty cool boxes with some hot sauce in them. People get to try the hot sauce or give it to people that they know. They like hot sauce and it's good for us. Uh, and I really just, I like being involved in it too, you know? Well, and what a good year to, to get involved with the Iowa Wolves with, with JB right. being there and, and Garza, they're going to get a good, good crowds down there. And, yeah. and since, and to be honest with you, uh, I've hated those guys for probably the last five years. So uh, <laughs> yeah. But since, yeah. But since Jabo has been on Iowa everywhere with Jared Stansbury and their podcast, I, I've kind of, he's kind of grown on me a little bit. So, and you know, he did some cool stuff with his shoes and raising money for the children's hospital. So I'll, I'll let that pass, but I mean, he's graduated now, so I suppose I can like him. <laughs> right. Yeah. At, at, at the end of the day that, you know, we're all people and, uh, and, and boy, they're, they're good at what they do. Right. Um, I personally, you know, well, I, I mean, I he should be, he's only been playing college basketball for seven years. Is that right? Yeah. That deal? <laughs> <laughs> he gets, yeah. Well, you know. He, he, he learned from, from uh, Dr. Naismith himself, actually. I think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he doesn't look that old in person. I'm going to be honest with you. He just, like, I don't think he could get on old man strength. He's not there yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's no, the thing. Well, like, we, yeah. we used to always make fun of Perry Ellis at, at Kansas because Perry Ellis looked like he was 45 when he was 19 years old. Right. But, yeah. But, I think but, he played with his grandkid. Yeah, but yeah, but but Jordan Bohannon will look twenty five when he's forty five. So uh, right, he's he definitely got like more like for him. the BJ Armstrong look, right? Where it's for just sure. a baby face forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. I remember uh, an interview with with BJ Armstrong back when he was playing for for the Bulls, and and it was like an NBA inside stuff or something like that. And and they asked him uh, uh, if he even had to shave, and he was like, "Not every day." 
And I remember as, as a baby faced little kid thinking, OK, I, I'm not the only one who's not going to hit puberty until I'm 43. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just think of all the money he saved on razors. They're so expensive. I mean, that's that's like the main reason I keep a beard. I was going to say, that's why I don't right. shave now. Yeah, absolutely. It's too expensive. Um, yeah. No, so. no, that that's that's awesome. Um. Uh, and it's cool to to see the the Iowa Wolves kind of get going. You know, as a Timberwolves fan up here in in, in Minneapolis, it's kind of fun to see something that close. So I'm gonna have to come on down to to a Wolves game and and uh, and check out your promotions in person for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and the T Wolves too. Like, what? It's just a good organization right now, right? Like, they have a, a really solid team up in Minnesota. Um, like I said, I'm a I'm a basketball junkie, so. You know, the NBA has kind of really shaped my my current fandom, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I think for the longest time, I'm diehard, you know, uh, a favorite team guy, which I think a lot of people are. Um, but in the NBA, I really just I love it so much that I would I would either like individual players. They become my favorite just because of their mannerisms or how they play. And I just like every team like I end up well, I either like every team or I like to watch them lose. So, you know, there's there's certain guys that just irritate me and that's fun too, right? Like sports hate is equally as fun as sports love, I think. Oh, for sure. You know, even, even when he was on the Timberwolves, uh, I, I I have always loved to hate Jimmy Butler. So, yeah. uh, so (laughs) I know I, I understand that any team that he plays for, I, 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 I not so secretly root against. So I get that. So, so that's kind of opened me up to like, you know, like, why am I, why am I so stuck on just watching Hawkeye football every Saturday? Like full, disc- like I, I, I love the Hawks. Um, it's a pretty boring brand of football. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, I mean, it, that's, it, it, that's the rumor. Well, I mean, it, you know, they get a lot of knock for it being boring this year, but this is not the first year where it, last year yeah. when they had, had a great record, they were still a really unfun brand of football to watch. It's, yeah. It's a football philosophy. That's really not very current in my opinion. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm not afraid to flip over and watch that Tennessee Alabama game or, or, you know, whatever the game is like, I just want to watch cool stuff, right? Like I want to see great things happen. And that's, I think that's like, uh, you know, came to me as an NBA fan where I'm just like, wait, why am I, why am I only watching the Cubs, you know, even when they're terrible? Like, why am I only watching the Hawkeye? Like I, I only have, you know, sometimes, you know, three hours in a night or three hours on a weekend to watch sports. I don't really want to waste it on, on something that's not going to be that fun. Like I wanted to see the the best shit. You know, you know, growing up, uh, there weren't, there wasn't access to a billion games, right? True. And in, in, in right. Iowa, you you probably got WGN if you had cable at all. Yeah, um, that's a good point, right? And if you didn't have cable, and then TBS. still, still the only without cable, you might catch a Cubs game. You probably weren't going to catch any NBA games other than if the Lakers and the Celtics were playing on Sunday on 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 you know NBC a Sunday. Or, yeah. yeah, right. Um, you didn't catch that. And so now, you know, between uh, the billion cable and satellite and whatever options and streaming options you can catch. And then you want certainly for me, moving up to a metropolitan area and being able to catch the Timberwolves. uh, They're not playing so hot this evening right now. Um, But uh, 
uh, you you do get access, and in some ways, it's almost sort of a an overload of that. But in other ways, yeah, you're right. We got so trained to you watch one team and one game because that's the only option you have, and you kind of forget that there's other options sometimes. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've got friends who are still kind of stuck in the old the old thought of of you know like, well, I'm a Thunder fan, so I haven't really watched the NBA for two seasons. And it's like, man, you are missing out. Like, there has been some really <laughs> like. There's this guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is so good. You know what I mean? Like, when, well, well, when you say when you say Thunder, I'm still old school enough that I think about the Quad City Thunder. So, oh uh, boy, yeah. I, I, <laughs> what is it? Was that from uh, Was that from the movie with Will Ferrell? Uh, it, it might as well have been. Absolutely. It, it, oh, it's that was the trop- tropical. Uh, yeah, thunder, the, the, Flint right? Trop- right? The, the, the Flint Tropics. The, the Flint Tropics. Tropics. Tropics yeah. Thunder is a whole other movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's a that's a nice uh, mashup of movies there. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no, uh, no, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, it no, just hey. shows that you know more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff up there rattling around, but it's not in any particular order. Um. You know, we're probably going to take seven billion segues. One thing I wanted to get back to with, like, with the sauces. So you had mentioned the, yes. the the fruit component, which I think is is great. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with, like, you know, like a Buffalo Wild Wings mango habanero, but not a whole lot of other fruit really kind of getting in there. But that heat and sweet component, and you, you're right. You look at at uh, a lot of the hot sauces; they might have one or two fruit as kind of a novelty thing for them, but it's not kind of their their identity have you have you really found that like that's where you know grocery and restaurant like that's where they kind of find your niches yeah i mean so like i said i stared at those aisles um if if someone did have fruit it was like you said it was mango or it was you know i don't know is lima fruit i don't really know i'm not an expert it should be uh should be lime's a fruit but it's yeah. yeah Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but it would be like the smallest word on the bottle. Right. And Mm. so uh, we wanted to make sure that like, like, again, I'm, I'm showing props on an audio medium. Um, (laughs) That's right. We pull videos uh, sometimes. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that, that the fruit was like the biggest word on the bottle and Mm. we wanted to lead with it. And so, you know, our thing is like, yeah, I know you want hot, right. I know you want hot sauce, but like, is it okay if it tastes good? You know what I mean? Like, is that a deal breaker if this actually tastes really good or, or do you only want it to be hot? And most people uh, actually like stuff that tastes good when they're eating. It's it's uh, shocking. shocking <laughs> thing to find out. <laughs> those, those crazy things like taste buds. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, yeah. I think it's something that just completely burns them off. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to be I used to be one of those those uh those folks that you know just wanted heat just to kind of show off that I could eat a lot of heat. Uh, now I'm old and my stomach can't always take a lot of heat, but I still want something to to actually have uh have flavor. When I was working at the headquarters of Buffalo Wild Wings, and we would do a day where we were doing a sauce tasting, or like particularly when you were developing a ghost pepper sauce. Mm-hmm. And, you know, vendors would bring in like three or four different versions for you. And it's nine o'clock in the morning and you're trying to eat uh, oh hot, hot sauce on, on on wings, like along with your coffee. And it's it was one of the more miserable experiences, uh, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. like people are like, oh, no, don't you love that? You just get to like eat wings all day. And I'm like eating ghost pepper sauce at nine in the morning is not uh, as sexy as you think it is. Um, so yeah. 
what is what is that R and D kind of uh, development process look like for you? Um, so you know, it's 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 just what you said. It's a lot of like trial and error, right? Um, and and also like making sure that it's stuff that we've not not already heard of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's important yeah. to us. And and you know, it's 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 the the pe- the go. I really like ghost pepper. Um, I think it's actually a really good pepper. It has. Mm-hmm kind of a smoky characteristic to it that uh, you usually don't get to appreciate because it's so damn hot. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like, how do I make this like edible? Right. That's always where we start. It's like, how do we make this edible? And uh, a lot of times I, I make batches that, you know, are, are a little tough, you know, they're, they're, and then trying to just find that balance where, you know, first bite, you, you want it to taste good and, and be a little bit hot and maybe halfway through your meal. If you start to have a, a little bit of sweat, you're starting to kind of push some of those toxins out of your body. That's good. That's healthy. Um, you know, we, we have a cherry rhubarb reaper, which has the Carolina reaper in it, which is a super hot pepper. Uh, and I, again, like you would think that I'd be more knowledgeable than I am about some of these things, but I didn't realize uh, the reaper is twice as hot as a ghost pepper. Mm-hmm. So when I first started developing that one, I was putting the same amount that I would for a ghost pepper sauce. <laughs> and I, I, I'm like, I'm going to get arrested. Like I can't sell this to people. Um, I, I think my eyeballs were sweating. Like it was really, it was really tough. And then I actually had to Google like long-term damage of eating too spicy food. And I found that, yep. you know, like I'm not it, the, the, the cultures that eat the spiciest cuisines uh, actually have like, you know, lower risk of heart issues and, and things like that. It's actually very healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm sure everything in moderation is, is something you would, you know, uh, believe it or not, I'm not the best with moderation I'm kind of <laughs> all in or all out on stuff. So, um, you certainly learn, you certainly learn to wash your hands frequently while doing a process like that. Gloves. I'll tell you that much. Just wear gloves, <laughs> Glo- gloves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no gloves. And, and, you know, COVID, uh, there's actually, a, there's been a few kind of like people are a little bit cleaner now. There's a few little things that COVID maybe improved. And, and I realized that that mask that they made us wear forever, so perfect for making hot sauces because you know, you, you breathe in those, those pepper fumes and it gets into your chest and you're kind of coughing and sinuses, but those masks are, are ideal for that. So that was nice to learn. Well, and and I I saw on your website that you guys have started to make ranch now as well. Yeah, yeah. So we were just combining our ghost pear hot sauce um, with like just some basic ranch that we found in the fridge. I'm, I'm, I guess we bought it, but uh, we didn't just find it in the fridge. That'd be weird. But um, <laughs> it was like you know it was like high V brand, like just your basic, most basic. And it was like, man, this is really good, right? Um, so it's just like, well, why don't I, why don't I like make a ranch recipe so that it's a little better than this to start with. And then we just combine this. Cause I, you know, one of the people that I work with, um, I don't know if all spice, I don't know. Anyways, they had told me kind of like in general, like people don't want to have to do anything. Right. Like, so even the idea of just telling people like, Hey, take our ghost pears, uh, hot sauce and blend it with ranch. And you've got a really sure. cool ranch. Like, People are like, yeah, cool, but like, I don't want to do that. You yeah. Know, right? yeah. Can you just bottle it for me and I'll just pay you to do that? And then I just put it, you know, like, I sure. So that's what we did. Um, and we went ahead and released the, the classic ranch as well, just to kind of get a, a few more people involved, people who don't like anything spicy at all. Now they can enjoy our ranch dressing. 
Um, so it, it kind of widened our, our audience a little bit. Which is actually kind of, it's funny because the boys here will eat ranch on every single thing. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, they don't care for yours, which allows me to keep mine in there of yours so that they don't touch it. I buy them the cheap. I buy them the cheap dollar fifty stuff, and then I get yeah. the good stuff for me. Otherwise, it would be gone. Uh, I'd you'd right. probably build an extra wing on the amount of ranch that I pay for around in this house. Oh, so. Well, hopefully they come around to it. In that case, I think they will. They're you know they're young. They don't know any better. So, I've always yeah. Caitlin, no, Caitlin yeah. doesn't live here anymore, so I get more of it myself as well. So. <laughs> good. I'm glad we have something that's just for you. That's right. That's right. I, I've always been more more of a, a of a blue cheese. I think a spicy blue cheese would be kind of nice though too. Yeah, um, I love blue cheese. It seems like it would be hard to make. I don't know. I don't want to do anything too hard. Just <laughs> <laughs> why he's an Iowa fan. It, it, oh wow! Oh wow! Uh, no, no, you uh, you are absolutely right about the the people don't want to do it. You know, like like we make we make a seltzer at the brewery that I'm at, and it's not. I mean, it's it's seltzer. Uh, it's it's an unflavored seltzer. It's not anything special. And I, all the time, I'm always like, you know, you can just make, you know, just take sparkling water and vodka and make your own hard seltzer. Like, there's nothing, mm. there's nothing magical about it. But people want to to buy, uh, yeah. that ready made product rather than than taking only two things and mixing them together. That <laughs> in in and of itself is too much effort. So. Uh, I appreciate the idea of making a spicy ranch. I think that's pretty incredible. I'm going to have to make sure to pick up a bottle of that. Yeah. And we're in, I think, you know, I know you're in Minnesota. Are you in Minneapolis? I'm in Minneapolis. Yeah. We're in, we're in a few of the stores there now too, the high V's. So. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to take a look for sure. Shameless, shameless promotion there. Uh, hey, that's, that's, that, that's what this is all about, man. You, you, right. you go ahead and shamelessly plug whatever you want. Um, no, that, that's, that's really cool. You know, I, I, I did in advance, in advance of this, take a look, uh, at the website and, and, uh, you know, your packaging, I think is, is, is great. I think it, it certainly, uh, stands out. Um, but you, you kind of mentioned a little bit about, you know, uh, doing some knockoff on, on some of that merch too. Uh, I think that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, the, the different kind of look and feel uh naga sports and and some of those things that you have going on that like you mentioned the vans that that was the very first one i i gravitated gravitated towards as i was looking at that stuff yeah it, it made a lot of sense for us our dog hank uh english bulldog he's our logo and he actually you know I don't, it's like a bulldog trait he loves to skateboard um so you know we kind of took the off the off the wall i think is the vans Mm-hmm. And we switched it to off the porch, which in retrospect, I kind of wish I would have done off the leash, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. They, they both work. Um, yeah. We put Hank on the skateboard. It looks super cool. We really dig it. And I think, you know, what's the rule? You just have to make it 10% different and it's yours. So there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah. Worst case scenario, Van sends me a cease and desist. So um, I think I've that would just before. Good. Yeah. That yeah. Just, it's just a popularity boost. <laughs> that's right. It just means that somebody saw my stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, saw my stuff. That's a, that's all that means. Uh, no, no, just me telling you to stop is not the same thing as a cease and no, desist. I, I yes. did actually get a cease. <laughs> I did actually get a cease and desist one time. The, 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 word, the, the, the greatest thing ever though was I completely came up with this non-stolen image on this T-shirt that I sold a few things for, and 
about six months ago, I Googled something and this Chinese website had the exact same t-shirt that I had designed a year ago on its website that they were, they had grabbed and knocked off. And I was like, I made it. Oh like, yeah. Chinese yeah, yeah. knockoff. Yeah. If, if, of- if you, if you can find a version of yours on wish, that's when you know you, that- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. What do you know? Yeah, it's like the most sincere form of flattery, right? When people start stealing stuff from you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break and grab a word from our sponsor, Revelton Distilling Company. And we will be back in just a second and talk a little bit more with Rob about Brown Dogs Farms and literally anything else I think we want to talk about. So uh, please stick with us. We'll be back in just a bit. It's fall, it's football, and no better time to celebrate those victories or soothe away those losses like a drink from Revelton Distilling Company. Imagine a cool, crisp Saturday morning at your tailgate, friends and family enjoying a quick morning cup of coffee spiced up with Revelton's whiskey cream and liqueur. Their cream liqueur is made from a three-year-old Iowa corn bourbon whiskey with a cream and notes of chocolate and honey. Wow, does that not sound like the perfect way to begin a day watching your favorite team dominate on the field? Then after the game, sit back and relax with one of a kind, honey old-fashioned with Revelton's Honey Whiskey. Oh, and something new and exciting is on the horizon. So be sure to check out all their updates on their Twitter or Instagram page at ReveltonDC. Welcome back. Uh Rob, before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, the ranch, about the the what other products you guys have done. Are there I'm curious, are there any other things kind of on the horizon or any other brand extension? Uh, any other thoughts that that you could see on the future that you guys might have? Yeah, I mean. So we've put out eight products and, and we have six hot sauces and two ranch dressings. So eight products in four years, we don't really want to flood it. Right. We kind of have like a pretty high standard that we're trying to keep our, our, our products to. Um, we want them to be, you know, like kind of like top shelf, but at a reasonable price and, and maybe top shelf is me being cocky. Um, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, but no, so what we do have, that's kind of new. That's coming really soon. Um, we have mini bottles which are basically like your alcohol shooters. Oh yeah. Um, like, like your airline we, bottle. It, yeah. Airplane bottles, what we used to call them. Uh, I don't know what people call things anymore. Like I said, I retired from drinking a few years ago and now like the whole alcohol world just blows my mind. I see all these skinny cans and I don't understand any of it. I feel very <laughs> old. Um, yeah. So airplane bottles, that's what we have uh, coming. They should be done in a couple of weeks. So those are going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, really good, like stocking stuffers and stuff like that. We'll have them on our website. And, uh, we just did a deal with, with Ray gun. Um, so we have, uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with Ray gun and absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Right. Um, words on a shirt, right. Uh, they're, they're super cool. We, I mean, it's like I said before, I really enjoy like partnering up with, with other brands that I think are super cool and other entities that I think are cool that I look up to and, and being on that level to be able to even partner with them is, is really rad for me. Um, so we have some hoodies that say like, uh, they've got like Hank saying like, uh, what does it say? Shit. Um, regular hot sauce, wolf, brown dogs farm. Yes. You know, it's oh. kind of a very like <laughs> cocky, uh, again, cocky kind of, um, thing. And then we have a few, like some can coolers some coasters, some, a bunch of stuff with them. Some, some towels, 
Um, we're doing some beanies with Fontenelle Supply. I guess stocking caps. I guess I don't know. Maybe stocking caps is more uh, appropriate term for them. I don't know what a beanie is, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, like a smaller stocking cap. I don't know. I, I don't know. I had half the people up here. Tim knows. He's got a small yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really know that that's that's an insult. Uh, <laughs> we don't have that huge melon of yours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, I also huge, huge head. Uh, it's the, the brain is so big, you have to that's have a right. big shell to contain that's right. it all. Uh, 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 that's what I'm going with. <laughs> hey, look, you know, Rob, I yeah, wanted so to have... ask you. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Good. Finish. I just wanted uh, to ask you. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> now I can't even get it. Um, you talk a, a little bit on your website about your grandpa, and you had mentioned to yeah. me a little bit. Tell me what. Uh, tell me a, a good story about your grandpa, and and, and kind of how he maybe. Because I know I I believe Amanda said you guys used to go have breakfast with him every Saturday morning. We still do, him, yeah. Before the farmers market stuff like that. So give me. Give me a nice story about your grandpa. We talk about our dads on here a lot and and us being dads and things like that. So we're always interested in stories like that. Yeah. So, you know, let me first just kind of tell you about him. And then I've got I've got a sports specific story that I think would be fun. Um, but you know, he's 98 years old, uh, still lives on his own. Uh, this summer was the first summer that uh, that he didn't at least mow part of his own yard. Uh, he's, he's just kind of, he's amazing, right? Like, and he is the quintessential Iowan quintessential Midwestern. Um, my grandma passed away a few years ago, but they were married for 63 years. So, you know, he's always been kind of like, he's just, you know, hardworking, um, kind of, he would come home and my grandma, it was such like a perfect kind of thing. She would kind of wait for him. She'd have dinner started. We'd see him pull in the driveway. He'd come in, he'd kind of have like a beer. Like, that he would pour into a smaller glass three times. I remember it so well. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, he would bitch about work, um, which like, right. That's what you got to do when you get home. Yep. So kind of bitch about work for a little bit, then we'd eat dinner. And then he'd usually just kind of lay down on the floor and take a little nap before he'd go in and, and watch, you know, watch the game or whatever. Um, and, and so he, you know, he grew up on a farm and so he always had, he was on an acreage and he always had a, a lot of, a lot of crops in the summer, a lot of sweet corn, um, just very handy, works on small engines. Uh, that was his job. Just to, you know, like I said, just the quintessential island, right? And uh, you wouldn't find a, a nicer guy. Uh, he's still, you know, family man, all that. So he's just always been someone that I really look up to and really admire. Um, and, 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 you know, in a lot of ways he inspires what we try to do with Brown Dogs Farm, you know, in kind of a macro sense and that we want to, we want to bring something to the table that, that is good and that, that people can enjoy that is from their neck of the woods. Right. And, uh, and from people that they can relate to, uh, and, and, you know, we hope that we accomplish that. Um, but as far as like a good story about him, like. I, you know, he, I grew up being a Cubs fan, uh, because of them, my grandma, my grandpa, big Cubs fans. Uh, I remember, you know, one day Harry Carey mentioned my grandma when it was her birthday and we, we had to watch that. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was like, awesome. Like we were super big Cubs fans. Um, and, and, you know, they just never won, right. They just never won, never won, never won. And this goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier about only having so many teams that you could watch back at this time. Right. 
And I want to say that they were in their 60s, 70s, maybe something like that, 70s, probably in their early 70s. And I, I came over, um, it's opening day, you know, I'm coming over, we're going to watch the Cubs, despite, you know, how many times we've been burnt by them, uh, just gluttonous for punishment. So I knew the day, season wasn't going to be any good anyways. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. I mean, my, my favorite Cubs player of all time is Jerome Walt, which like, what did he do? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, that's my guy, right? So, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, right? like Andre just, Dawson, Mark Grace, no, like, no. no. I've always been, so I've, I've never like chosen the mainstream guy. I always had to do things a little bit different. So like Jerome Walton, like nobody really gives a shit about him. That's my guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he hit a home run his first time up at bat. And then I was loyal after that. Uh, and I could be wrong in that, but you're not going to check me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he hit a home, he definitely hit a home run his first at bat. And then he was my favorite player. Anyways, I show up opening day, super excited. You know, let's watch the Cubs. It's going to be fun. Maybe this will be the year. And they're watching the Braves. And I'm like, what, what are we doing? And they're like, now nah, we're done. Like, we're just done. I want to watch the Braves. The Braves win. I want to win this year. I want to watch somebody win. And it was like, it was hilarious. And, and you know, I, I tried to plead with them to turn it over to the They were stuck. It lasted like two weeks and they were back to watching the Cubs. But, you know, everybody reaches their breaking point, right? And that was it for them. Um, yeah, I don't know what year it was, but, you know, they had Maddox and Glavin and all those guys yep. that were that were winning games. That the that's irony what, would have been if it was the year that they canceled the World Series and they were the best team in baseball. Yeah, I mean, if that if we could just say that that's what happened to make the story better. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My my my. I grew up a Dodger fan largely because of my grandparents, and then they moved to Arkansas and they became Braves fans since that was the only thing they could get on TV in Arkansas was was Atlanta games. Uh, so it th- that kind of broke my heart. Um. <laughs> to see yeah, them go over there. Crushing, yeah. right? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and then they moved to Arizona, and I don't think they really paid attention to anyone at, at that point. Um, yeah. but uh yeah, that's funny. Um yeah, you know, is you like to think that you're done and you're gonna go, but sometimes those I think every Viking fan has had that that uh feeling of I'm done, this team sucks. A lot of times I see Vikings fans, I think, actively root for the team to do poorly at some point. Like you almost become a an anti-fan uh, sure. <laughs> just because of <laughs> because of, of sheer cynicism. I think Chris is probably that way with the Bears at times. Oh, yeah. We're back, though, baby. <laughs> Justin Field, we're back. Yeah, it's been <laughs> exciting. I did see uh, I did see the video, the, the viral video of Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins dancing shirtless in the in the in the airplane on the way back from Washington. Yeah. And I, I tweeted back out and said, if that's not kicking karma, right in the stones and pray and, and asking for a, a wide left by their kicker or, or a, a game crushing <laughs> interception, I don't know what is. I mean, you talk about just spitting right in the face of karma. Well, that takes well, some guts. Well, first, first of all, that was the one that went viral, but he's been doing it after every win, and it's pro- oh, really? just gotten progressively and he's got more, more and more, more chains, right? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's- more and more chains and less and less shirts. <laughs> um, so, so that's part of what that is. And also, if you want to say uh, you're taunting fate by a wide left kick, uh, too late. Too late. 
there's no such thing as karma with the Vikings. Karma would be for that to finally go right one of these years. Yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> yeah. you you can't really taunt the thing that you know is coming. No, Kirk's, Kirk's playing with house money for sure. If he can do anything to be exciting, that's you know, he, yeah, he's got no chance. Yeah, he's he's uh oh boy. He's frustrating. I, he's a really, really, really good quarterback, uh, but particularly during prime time, uh, he sucks. Or, or when, when oh, it's going to come down to the playoffs this year, I just don't have faith. The, the way I described him earlier this season is that because um, even even in games where the Vikings won, uh, he very nearly gave a couple of them away. Uh, I, I said that he's like a really, really, really good meal that gives you diarrhea afterwards. Like, <laughs> like you Ouch. really enjoy it, but <laughs> you still know that you're that you're that something could probably go wrong. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I hate to be so pessimistic, but again, I am a Viking fan. Uh, so that's just uh, all part and parcel of it. I mean, I think that's just the position, though, right? Like, there's like, what quarterback do you really trust at this point? There's no, I mean, I, so I'm a Rams fan because, again, I'm a loyal guy, and uh, they had a receiver named Flipper Anderson. Um, I, I thought that Flipper. was, yeah, I was like, I want to say I was like eight to 10 years old. I don't know, but I thought that was like the coolest name I'd ever heard. So I'm like, <laughs> that's my team, right? And I've stuck with them. Um, yeah. And so, like, last year, Stafford, you know, I, I like to say that I call him I call him Matt when he's throwing the ball good. I call him Matthew when he's throwing the ball terrible. And, and I called him <laughs> Matthew a lot. Like, he was Matthew all the way, in, even in the Super Bowl at times. It's like, what are you doing? There's just, yeah. there's no quarterback that's trustworthy. No, no. Uh, but I don't it, know, man. Josh Allen is... Uh, is ooh, ooh. Did he just have a you, couple really bad? Picks? Yeah, I was gonna say you I obviously don't hurt this last game. You obviously don't have him in fantasy because the past couple of weeks have been a little bit I rough. I don't know. He, I, I will say uh, just to go back on Kirk Cousins. I, I, to your point, Rob, earlier when we talked about fandom and and sticking with one team or whatever. I, I'm a diehard Bears fan. I can't tell you how many times this year I was thought I've I've had enough. I don't want to be a fan anymore. I'm going to pick a new team and then I go to my closet and I see all my bear stuff and I, and I, and Sunday comes around and I know they're going to blow it. And uh, my wife asked me to go do something. And I said, well, I can't because the bears game's on at noon. So, I mean, I get it, <laughs> but I, it's funny how when cousins came into the league, I, I rooted for him hard in Washington because they gave RG, they drafted him two rounds after RG three. In the same year, nobody kind of gave him a chance. And then he would come in there and outplay him. And I kind of became a big fan of Kirk Cousins until the minute he signed with the Vikings. And I instantly hated him because of the color of his jersey. <laughs> like, I, I absolutely, he does, I despise everything about him. But <laughs> when he played for Washington, I, I dug him. I loved him. It's kind of weird how, how that fandom works that way. Isn't it? Yeah. So... Yeah, but shirtless Kurt, like that's Kurt Thuggins, I think is what I heard. And, and, and <laughs> yes. that guy, that guy is impossible not to like. Like that guy yeah. is awesome. You'd want to hang out with him. Yeah, well, because him and his six pack. Well, he, he, like he, he has such a like a like a milk toast, you know, otherwise, <laughs> like he comes across as like like uh, uh, your most boring cousin's boring husband. Um, 
so much of the time in like some terrible plaid short sleeve button down shirts. Um, He's that Steve Buscemi gif is what he is. It's exactly what he is. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, he he certainly has some of that, but uh, well, because you know he started off he started off his career, uh, oh uh, and nine in Monday Night Games, uh, but he has his last two Monday Night Games were wins against the Bears, so I think that has certainly helped. Um, because well, they, hey, no, 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 yeah. no, they 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 are the antidote to what ails you. Um, <laughs> they are they, they are a slump buster. Um, Ouch. <laughs> uh, yikes! Yeah, uh, and you know, I it's easy to hate on 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 cousins, and I think there have been certainly some bad breaks that have gone for him. And, and you know, he puts up, but he's also to me, he's also an example of uh, unbelievable stats don't tell the whole story. Right. Like, I, I'd rather have a guy with mediocre stats who always wins than somebody who, who puts up 300 yards uh, a game and, and can't get the job done, Um, which, you know, in the world of fantasy sports, that's really kind of that's really kind of changed for people on who they think is a good player and who they think isn't. True. True. Yeah, yeah I just I have a general distrust of quarterbacks. They just, you know, and there's only been one that seems to always come through and, and oh, I don't even want to say his name. Like, he, Well, he's not this know. year. I know who you're talking about and he's not this year. So that helps. Yeah, but I, I thought the Rams killed him last year. I thought that he was <laughs> at the end of it and then he's back and then he just, he just beat us in like the last 30 seconds. And it's like, what is happening? Why won't have you this heard, guy go away? Have you heard the Giselle witch theory that's out there? Have you heard this theory? The no. theory is, is that Giselle is really a witch who's cast a spell on him for the last few years to allow him to continue to perform. And now that they've had a falling out, his her spell has lifted and he's now just a normal, everyday quarterback who can't win. Just who are you mortal. talking to? What, what fourth grade Reddit are you on that you're it hearing was, this? It was thing? on TikTok. <laughs> but then i also i mean he's he's undefeated since being divorced so um, well, well yeah because because he he lost the night before that they announced their divorce so he took two l's and one in like a 12-hour period <laughs> so it's like that was it was so much fun to watch and i again this is sports hate this isn't i don't know him as a person he might be a nice guy i don't know i don't care but sports wise like oh i just really enjoyed watching it crumble around him that's how i am that's how i am with aaron Rodgers. To, oh, watch, boy. to watch him throw a couple red zone interceptions and for him to just struggle just makes my heart glow. That, so happy. that offense does not know what they're doing. And it has been very funny to watch uh, Packer fans turn on him. Um, the, number oh, pa- the number of Packer fans I have, you know, whether that be online or locally, that have wished that they would have moved him during the offseason now, um, you know, the guy who made them all forget about Brett Favre, and now they are all ready to move on. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't help that he, he, you know, he ruined uh, any goodwill he had by being a complete tool. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, He's so he, smug. Yeah. That's that's what I can't stand about him. <clears throat> Last year when he did that whole I own you, I own you, 
Oh yeah. And then we lost to him this year. And I remember just, I, I told my wife, I was like, I don't fucking get why somebody on this bears team doesn't go over there and just pound the shit out of him. Like have (laughs) at least a little bit of like manhood and stop taking the ass kicking all the time and just go over there and just smack him one time. Like, I don't get that. How can you, don't you get tired of just getting your ass kicked by the same guy over and over and over again? It's so fucking frustrating. Yeah, they really are professionals out there, right? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't just go and act like that. Uh, my sisters are both. If they did, my sisters are both Packer fans, so I have to kind of tread lightly when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You know, I do kind of poke at him with it, like, man, isn't he just such a dick? Like, uh, <laughs> too bad he didn't quit. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> So there was one time where uh, they beat the Vikings and in and for his post game press conference, he drank a grape. So a, a purple crush, which I thought was uh, one of the more brilliant trolling jobs. Yeah. I, I hated to admit it, um, but it was actually brilliant. Um, and, and he did it just so tongue tongue in cheek with with barely a nod to the camera. Um, God, I, I hated how brilliant that was. Yeah, a nice subtle troll. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, we're I'm sorry I missed that. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna go ahead and take uh, another break here, and then we're gonna come back. Um, uh, I think uh, Chris, we're we're gonna have uh, a question for him after the break. Correct. Yes, sponsored by Wintrust Mortgage. Yes, yeah, so go ahead. We'll go ahead and uh, get another word from our sponsor, Kyle Lamb at Wintrust Mortgage, and we'll be right back. Are you in the market for a new house and unsure of the mortgage process? Want to know that you have someone looking out for you? Kyle Lehman from Wintrust Mortgage is a down-to-earth, knowledgeable lender who can be there for you in your corner. He can work with you in any of the 50 states and is just what you need to expand your home search. Kyle will work with you through the entire process with little to no work from you. Take the worry of the mortgage process out of the equation so that you can focus on looking for your dream home. Contact Kyle at www.wintrust.com forward slash Kyle dash layman or call him at 515-473-0546. As teased before that quick break, we do have our special Win trust mortgage question, Chris. I will go ahead and let you take this one away. Well, we'll see if Rob has listened this far into the podcast that he said he listened to. <laughs> uh, Win trust mortgage uh, sponsors our, our question here. Uh, it's 2022. Uh, I, I would say that probably things have changed for you quite a bit in the last 10 years, Rob. So, what is yeah. what does Rob 2022 version of Rob go back and tell 2012 version Rob? What's a piece of advice you go back in time? Oh man. Yeah. That's there's so much, right? There's just so much. Um but man, it's just like it's just like be yourself, right? Like and whoever that is. And it, you know, I, I think that in a lot of ways society is a lot more accepting. Um it's a lot easier to kind of be yourself these days. I do feel like, you know, that the the toxic man thing was like a kind of a, a bigger deal this is you know this is an old man take from on an old man podcast so i feel okay about that but you know it really was like 
like yeah, you had and, and and you know my like I said before, my personality is such that like I do things to the extreme, right? Um, and and that's kind of what's made me successful uh, with the hot sauce company is you know a lot of people wouldn't have they wouldn't have just like pushed it so hard, right? They they would have had more trepidation or or uh, more caution. And I just I just don't have that for whatever reason. I just push through all these things that I, you know, sometimes maybe I should kind of take pause of. And, and mostly it's, it's, it's in regards to, you know, like I, someone said once, like, no one's going to remember if you aren't at the party. Right. And uh, it always feels like such a big deal. Like you have to be there. And for me, it, it would be that I had to be there and I had to take the most shots or, or, or you know, uh, drink the most beers or whatever, but just be yourself and whatever that is. Um, that's, you know, find, find out what that is and really lean into those things, you know, lean into those things that really make you happy and, and not so much just what you think you should be doing. If that makes sense. I, I, I yeah. love that. It, I love that advice. I mean, I think, I think like you said, like we great example of you figuring out kind of a little bit later, what you really wanted to do and being able to embrace that and, and turn it into something that is growing and continue to develop and, and done a lot in the last four years. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. And, and, you know, who knows where it'll be in, in five or 10 more years. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll be doing some of these promotions at the major league level. I don't know. Um, but yeah, hopefully. Right. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, like I spent so much time just kind of just, you know, just chasing this, this, and becoming kind of a character of myself where I was just like this party guy, right? I was a bartender. I was, my mom would say I was a good time Charlie, right? And I, I, don't, even, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. But look, I, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if, you, if you hung out with me, you know, before midnight, it was probably a lot of fun. If you, if you hung out with me, maybe after midnight, some nights it would get pretty dark, right? And, uh, and I don't have any of that now. Um, and, and I, I kind of get to do all the things that I love. Um, I, I get to kind of emulate more of, of that, that lifestyle that I grew up, uh, idolizing from my grandpa. Um, you know, and I, have got the dogs, I've got an acreage, I, I you know, I've got courtside seats to, to, uh, to the Iowa wolves, um, uh, which, you know, to a basketball head like me is a super big deal. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been great. And, and, uh, you know, I wish I, I wish I had uh, learned that in 2012 instead of 2022. And, you know, who knows how much further along I'd be at this point. Right. Yeah. You know, I, that's not how life works though, man. You know, no, it's, it right. Right. Uh, I don't even like to say life is a journey because a journey implies there's a destination. And I don't think that's, that's what it is for a lot of us. I think it's, it's constant discovery and reinvention and, and figuring out, you know, I've spent so much time trying to figure out who I'm supposed to be that I haven't bothered to, to learn who I am in the moment. Um, right. So I, I appreciate that you've kind of found that for yourself. And and uh, that's pretty fantastic. And, and it seems like you're you're doing a great job of uh, living in that moment and appreciating it without necessarily taking it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, like it's 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 not uh, it's not all rainbows and lollipops. Right. Like I still have to you know uh stop myself from from looking too far you know from focusing too much on the future mm -hmm. um and, and and like like sometimes you have to just sit back and be really happy with where you are instead of always trying to think about what your next challenge is going to be and how you're going to dominate that challenge right like i come 
come from a really a pretty competitive background. Like, you know, I'm, I've always played sports and, and competition is a big deal and I like to win, you know? And so I always am pushing myself and uh, it's important for me to kind of take stock of where I am and, and enjoy the place that I'm at as well as, you know, put, put, you know, just take your foot off the gas once in a while, like coast. Yeah. Tim and I, we've talked a lot about that, Tim, in some earlier episodes about, you know, decisions and, and regrets and do we have any, and would we change anything? And, and I think we've kind of came to the conclusion that we probably wouldn't. Um, I, I would like to have different outcomes, uh, obviously, and, and things like that, but to go back and make a different decision, I don't know that I would be where I'm at now as a husband, a father, uh, you know, my job or, 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 or my friendships or, or what I can, what I bring to, to, to the relationships that I'm in. I, I, I don't know that. Um, would I like to have different outcomes of some of those decisions? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know that it, I don't know that I would be any better of a person now than I am now. Sure. Yeah. No, I, that's I mean, probably true. I mean, there's, there's certainly some lessons, you know, I, People a lot of time like to say, you know, well, you know, I wouldn't be who if I was if I didn't learn that lesson. Well, there are some lessons that, you know, I did the wrong thing and I knew it was there. Like, you don't have to learn. Like, not everything has to be experienced to know that it's wrong. Uh, and, and I feel like, yeah, you know, there's certainly some of those things where, you know, I did the wrong thing. And had I just paused to think about it, I would have known that I didn't need to learn that for myself, but through experience, I could learn that by just thinking or observing or some of those things. And so I think, you know, there's certainly some of that. Um, but you know, there's, there are also a lot of things where I don't, you know, it took me forever to figure out what I wanted to do for a career. And I spent too much time in the corporate world before realizing, no, Tim, you do really truly hate being in an office and being at a desk and being in a corporate environment. And you lied to yourself for 15 years trying to figure out how to make this work. And you finally learned to not do that. Right. Um, but at the same time, I also don't know if I would appreciate it as much as I do now because of right. that. So uh, yeah, it's, you know, it cuts both ways for sure. Right. Yeah. Like basically like, yo, there's an easier path than what you took. Right. Like for, yeah. for myself in particular. And, and look with addiction, I think, you know, you talk about being, being yourself and, and when, when addiction comes into play, like you lose yourself. Right. Um, and, and like that person that I was when I was, a, when I was an alcoholic, that, that wasn't like true to who I really am. Okay. Now, like you said, um, would I, would I have the same level of appreciation uh, for this life that I have now, if I hadn't, you know, struggled through that piece of it. Um, absolutely not. Right. Like, like, you know, people who've always just kind of had it made, don't realize that they have it made. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's right. why you see no matter, no matter how easy your life gets, people still find ways to, uh, to make it difficult, you know, and, <clears throat> and um, that, that's just human nature, right. You always want what you don't have. And, and, uh, and, you know, it, you got to remind yourself sometimes that like, oh, this is good. Like, I'm good. Yeah, no, I, I just kind of look at, at, at the end, probably of my time or whatever, and look back, I just, I don't know that I would um, change anything. I don't, I wish that there things were a little different in the present. And I think it's important to recognize those things in the present and then make those changes now and make the best decision you can 
and and do what's right in your heart, right? <clears throat> We've talked a lot on here about my oldest and some of the decisions that she's made and some of the ways that I've handled that and not handled it. And I'm a completely different father to her than I am to my other kids based off of circumstances and, and situations. And the decisions I'm making right now when it comes to her are probably not the same decisions that if I was in that same position, I would make five years from now, just right. because my experience is different. Right. So I just, I just think you, at this point, you just kind of look at how your life is living and, and you, and you make the best decision you can day to day. Sometimes you just have to live with the consequences. Like I decided uh, this one time to do this podcast with this guy and uh, <laughs> um <laughs> I very easily could have backed out very early and yet here I am and I just feel like you know I just kind of have to to deal with with the consequences of that. I yeah. I told you a thousand times not to do that with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you set that up so we can make fun of Aaron. Nice job. <laughs> hey, it's all right. He he stopped listening 20 minutes ago. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so um Rob as Chris has said, I don't know if you've listened this far into any of our podcasts. We do have a relatively new segment. Uh, and this is really where you talk about going off the rails or talking about uh, <laughs> but, uh, on a tangent. Uh, this is your opportunity. So, Chris, uh, our segment, our last segment, I'll let you go ahead and introduce it. Yeah. So uh, it's a fairly new segment that we've enacted the last few times. Um, it is uh, based off of uh, Steph. Copley, who was a previous guest of ours, uh, her STFU moment. At one point in the, uh, in the podcast, she basically just told Tim and I to shut the hell up, shut the F up, and let her speak. <clears throat> and so we enacted that, and she uh, decided that she wanted to sponsor that. And we decided what we would do is we would make a joint donation to the Young Women's Resource Center and encourage our listeners to go to uh, the Young, Re Young Women's Resource Center's website, Listen to this quick little message from Steph and make a donation to help to, to help that. So with that, this is where Tim and I shut the fuck up and let Rob say whatever the hell he wants. Hey, everybody. It's Steph Copley, the woman behind the STFU segment on the Old Man Strength podcast. When I told the guys I wanted to sponsor this segment, they recommended that I make a charitable donation instead. So that's what I did. I chose the Young Women's Resource Center in Des Moines, Iowa. They're a nonprofit that supports, educates, and advocates for girls and young women ages 10 to 24. Their whole goal is to make sure that these young women become strong, self-confident, and successful. And if you know me at all, you know that aligns with my goals as well. If you're interested and would like to donate, check them out at ywrc.com org and donate today and remember don't forget to stfu and listen every once in a while thanks oh no ah oh, man <laughs> um this seems like a terrible idea <laughs> no i you know to be honest like i just kind of say whatever i want all the time um it was just you know it's a gift uh, it's just a gift. It's not a curse at all. Like I just, I'm, I don't have a very good filter. Um, and, and, and because of that, like, I don't know, I don't know what there would be that I would need you guys to shut up for a minute about so that I could, I could talk like, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into anything that I, I shouldn't, you know, I mean, 
Um, you know, like I, I, I hate politics. Um, you know, yesterday was voting day. I just, and don't get me wrong. Like, uh, I understand that they are necessary. Um, I hate the, the worship of, of politics. So I guess now I'm kind of getting into it. Um, like, I don't care if you're on the red team or if you're on the blue team, that's great. Like, that's fine. But like, do you really, like, do you really agree with every single thing that either side is saying? Because I want you to be, I want you to be your own person and have your own thoughts. And I think that, that most people probably land somewhere more in the middle than they tend to admit. And uh, in our current situation where like, this is the old man, old man strength podcast, but we're talking about like really, really old man. Right. And, (laughs) and like, I, I also understand that like, there's nobody that's like 55, 60 years old, super successful, really good at making money. Who's like, you know what I want to do? I want a job where half the people in the country are just going to shit on me all the time. I'm going to be under a fucking microscope. Like nothing I can do will please everyone. That's what, yeah, I want to be president. That's what I want to do. There's nobody in their right mind that wants that job. And I I totally understand that. Um, And and so just like the, the worshiping of either side is, is insane to me. Um, Like, you know, again, I don't care. You're red, you're blue. That's fine. I personally like green. Um, it's the color of money. It's it's what we're really all about, I think, at the end of the day, you know, outside of of, of our families and, and the things that are important. And again, like as much red or as much difference as you might be on, if you're on one of those political teams, like you're, you're way more alike than any difference you have with someone, right? Um, and so, yeah, I guess, you know, on, on the the day after the elections, I, a quick little anti-politics rant for me, um, maybe is fitting, but I, I just, it's, it's not like you're, you're rooting for Iowa or Iowa state where it's just a game, right? Like it's just, it, it, it's what, it, you know, what did they call politics? Hollywood for ugly people. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think that's what it is. It's, it's so much theater. I don't really see any difference in my life from one term to the next. Like it's, I'm the one who makes my life good or bad. It doesn't really happen, you know, thousands of miles away in Washington. And it really doesn't even happen at a granular level. And, and look, I understand that that's probably not like there, there are like some, some human rights issues and, and, and gun control and all these very important things that are need to be argued about. And, and I don't, you know, I don't disagree that they need to be argued about, but I, I think, it, you know, probably at some level, both sides are necessary and, 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 but, you know, you fighting with your uncle or your cousin about the shit is insane to me. Like, stop it. Just just be cool. Like, just be cool with each other. Perfect said. Perfect. Just, yeah, just be cool with each other. Um, there you go. No, I, I love that. And if politics is Hollywood for ugly people, Chris, I really think you will do great in politics. Jeez, and I, I look just, forward to. So... <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. was going to take the high road on that. I was totally going to let it go. Oh, oh no. And, not me. And... I'm, I'm right down no. in the mud. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I'm I'm so sorry to anyone I offended with all that, you know, right? And, that's the whole I'm, point of that segment. Nobody's allowed to get nobody's allowed to get offended. Uh, you know, Andrew Downs I, talked about how great Iowa Hawkeye seasons were. We had to sit here and take it last week. <laughs> there have been some really good ones. Uh, no, boring, um, but good. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like I, I still would rather lose every game forty-two to thirty-five. You know, if I'm being honest, like I just, 
I would love to see I, some points up on oh, the well, board. Oh, well, then you could yeah, be a Cyclone a, fan. There you go. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Right. Y'all have it made. <laughs> no. Um, uh, excellent. Uh, well, shoot. At least then you think you got a chance, right? Oh, God. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like just at the end of it, you're like, well, that was kind of fun, right? You're not like, yeah. Did, am I, did, did my pulse stop? Like what happened? <laughs> third and third and one, we lost five yards again. Oh God. Oh, uh, uh, well, um, anyway, Rob with that, uh, man, we really appreciate this. This was, uh, a lot of fun. Um, I, we hope we have you back on at some point. Uh, certainly you ever make it up, up to, to Minneapolis. Let's set up a, a T-Wolves game. I think that would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've already been to one this year. I'll be out there again. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Um, so one last opportunity, why don't you go ahead and plug, uh, where people can, can find you on the web where people can find your product. Yeah. Again, we keep everything super simple. Uh, it's browndogsfarm.com. And that's, you know, the dogs are plural. The farm is singular. So it's browndogsfarm.com. Uh, Facebook, Brown Dogs Farm. Instagram, Brown Dogs Farm. Twitter, we don't have one. Uh, whatever other social you. platforms. Oh, do you we do. really? You do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? I think my brother was supposed to run that. And that was, you know, four years ago. And I'm guessing Yeah, there has not been a box. post since 2019. I'll let you know. Nice. But I texted nice. the other so, day. Yeah, well, we've been shadow banned. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, but I hear people Elon talk Musk about will get it. you right back up there. You try yeah. Amanda drives a Tesla. You guys are you guys are tight, I, yeah. right? We're we're too we were too controversial for the old regard, uh, the old guard, <laughs> the old regard. I don't know. This has gone on too long. I'm I'm not making sense. Uh, well, Excellent. I will uh, I will take a couple minutes to announce that uh, Rob, you did say earlier in the podcast that you like to hook up with smart, intelligent, fun uh, uh, organizations, and yet you still decided to become a sponsor here with Three Beards Media. So we do appreciate that. Uh, I, I'm super excited to announce that uh, that Rob is going to be one of the primary sponsors of Side of the Storm, which is our podcast with Marcus Pfizer, big basketball fan that you are, and yeah. uh, and Brent Curvey, uh, and George Trice, who is uh, the head of the Jack Trice Legacy Foundation. They do our podcast, Side of the Storm. So uh, Brown Dogs Farm is the sponsor of that. And uh, in addition to uh, Fill in the Blank with Anya, which is a, a great little podcast um, that does... <clears throat> Uh, sports and basketball and she's a big gonzaga fan so we won't hold that against her when they become the when they come in the big 12 so yeah yeah i um, i haven't told anya yet that i'm i'm ready for for uh gonzaga in the big 12 because I, I i i'm preparing for hot takes there you go yep. um that being said i've been told by marcus and brent and uh and george that they need product so i'll get with you rob so that we can <laughs> Uh, yeah. for some product to, to to get them they would love to try it out and do some tasting on the podcast and and start plugging you guys up so and, and absolutely and as well so yeah it sounds like a like a hot take segment is coming up you know spicy sounds like spicy take right spicy like take. spiciest take of the week or whatever Ooh, i don't know i like that, that. sounds That's great fantastic. that sounds great yeah. um and then tim I, I will make one more announcement if it's all right uh this uh this podcast that I'm going to announce has been in the works for a while. Um, I am extremely proud that we get to uh, join in partnership with the Des Moines uh, Police Department 
uh, and Sergeant Paul Parizic is going to uh, graciously do a podcast with uh, a friend of mine. He's a former uh, radio host here in Des Moines, Dave Campbell, and they are going to start launching uh, Des Moines Police Department inside the tape. Uh, this podcast is going to be a super important podcast of uh, cold cases, um, current uh, salt cases. Um, it's going to be uh, recorded in the Des Moines uh, Police Station. Um, they will have officers and different departments uh, on that uh, were involved in in certain crimes and in and things like that. Um, we are looking at a target date at, at the end of the year. So <clears throat> Three Beards Media is extremely proud uh, to, to partnership with uh, the Des Moines Police Department on this uh, on this endeavor. And we hope that, especially with the cold case, uh, that we're, you know, able to to help bring some relief to the families. When I, when I sat down and talked to Paul and Heather, uh, Heather Burnside, his wife, uh, who were former guests on the podcast last year, um, Paul said one of the one of the best things about doing um, this podcast is that the relief on the family's face when they realize that they haven't been forgotten and that somebody still cares about their loved ones and cares about those cases. Um, they're meticulous. They take their time. Um, they do their due diligence to make sure that whatever they bring on the podcast is going to be accurate. Um, and I, for one, uh, and I know uh, Tim and Aaron and the whole team here at Three Beards Media is extremely proud. Uh, that they came to us and uh, asked us to be a part of it. So that is the big announcement that Tim and I have been kind of teasing for the last few months. Um, uh, we are finalizing some things and we hope to have episodes out by the end of the year. Yeah, very, very exciting stuff. And like you said, very important, uh, helping to kind of shine a light on something that's probably been getting into the darkness for a while and, and, uh, helping to bring you know a lot of fresh eyes and a, a lot of fresh thought to a lot of those things. Very, very exciting. Very humbled uh, that they are going to be a part of this Three Beards Media family. Um, what one other thing too? I can't. I can't even beat that that announcement. One other thing I did want to mention: uh, 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 Bitter Units. Every year we partner with with a, a, a sister uh, beer podcast on a holiday live stream where people uh, raise money. Uh, last year, I think it was something like $1,500 we, we raised for Feeding America. We're looking at what charities we're going to do this year, but that will be on December 10th. So please go and check out the Three Birds Media stream and the Bitter Unit stream to learn a little bit more about what that looks like as we get into the holiday season. Uh, we we do this at Three Birds Media not to enrich ourselves, but but to be able to take part in in uh, giving back to to charities and sponsoring things that are important to us. So. Um, we're, we're very excited that we have been, uh, graciously, uh, you know, blessed with, with partners, uh, like, like Rob, uh, Brown Dogs Farm and, and, and Revelton Distilling and, and Wintrust Mortgage that are, that are allowing us to, to, uh, give a platform for some of these things. So thank you very much to our sponsors and, uh, to you guys, our listeners for, uh, making sure that, that, you know, we continue to to be able to to provide this content for everyone. Um, boy, with that, that was a lot, uh, but some pretty awesome stuff. 
we appreciate you guys listening to everything. Please go ahead and check out all of those things on the Three Birds Media Network. As Aaron said, Sigh of the Storm, Fill in the Blink with Anya, uh, the Hot Mess Happy Hour, which has been just a hoot already. <laughs> um, bitter Units, and of course, Old Man Strength. And with that, we will see you guys next time. <laughs>